0: why is it so hard to just let it be easy? Hi, welcome to another conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership consultant. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today I want to have a conversation with you about letting it be easy and I want to dig in a little bit deeper to why do we make it so hard to let it be easy. I think we do this in our personal lives. I think we do it in our professional lives. I can think of people who in relationships overcomplicate things like, am I supposed to say this? Should I text him now? Like we just met, how soon is it to call? Or, you know, I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to be a nag. I'm not sure if this person really wants to hang out with me. We can create all kinds of drama and extra steps and overthinking and over analysis. We do do this in our physical health sometimes like you know i look at some of the crazy kooky diets out there and all of the ways people restrict themselves they'll restrict to the hours of which they're allowed to eat they're, they'll restrict to you know the types of food that they're going to have the you know it's keto this or no carb that or atkins this and i think those are all actually variations of the same kind of concept if i'm correct in that but we will go to extremes and we will make ourselves nuts rather than asking ourselves, is there an easier way To get to the goal? Does it have to be hard? And what, by the way, is our fascination with hard? Why, if we're like working three extra hours on something that could take 25 minutes, why do we somehow feel more validated and vindicated by the three hours spent rather than feeling proud of ourselves for, you know, proud of ourselves for our productivity and our efficiency and getting a lot done in 20 minute sprints? I have this conversation all the time professionally with business owners now, but it works very similar to the conversations that I had as a therapist in my brick and mortar. This idea that I think it we tell ourselves in order for the the really big goal, the really big dream, the thing that we want more than anything, it has to be difficult. We have to fight for it. We have to gut it. We have to like struggle and suffer and use that way overused word in the entrepreneurial space called called hustle. We have to grind it out and hustle it out in order for it to be worth it, in order to get what we want. And so many times coaches and consultants and people in the space will say, Like, why are you working so hard? You can let it be easy. Did you know you could just do this? You can pay a couple of extra dollars and somebody will do this for you. Why do we insist on doing it all of ourselves, you know, doing it all ourselves, not cutting any corners, not spending any extra money? And in our personal lives, why do we get so insistent that the things that are important to us have to like take crap loads of time and crap loads of hard work? And I had a funny realization of. This uh, my own and back to back in my personal life, and when it happened in such like quick succession, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this has to be a podcast episode." So recently, I started a new workout program. Um, I use Beach Body On Demand and I tried um, Insanity Max. It's a Shanti program that runs for 30 minutes a day, five days a week. Now, those of you who listened to the show um, at the beginning of last year in February know that I did Beach Body On Demand. That's when I started and I did the regular insanity program. And you all heard me vent and moan and cry and complain about how much I hated insanity. And I did finish the program. In fact, I finished it all the way through once and then did the first month again. And then I was like, you know, F this shit. I don't want to do it anymore. And moved on and found a new program because the program worked for me. That high intense, quick cardio, low, like lots of endurance testing and, you know, relatively short breaks really worked for my body. I had moved from Boston at that time um, in October of 2017 We hadn't bought our house until February of 2018, and in that time, we were living on takeout and restaurant meals for four uninterrupted straight months. And anybody who thinks that four months of getting a break from cooking, it sounds really good at first, until you start to see how hard it is to monitor your caloric intake and your health when you're living on fast food alone. So by the time, you know, February came around, I had gained some weight, my jeans weren't fitting well, and I had moved from the East Coast, I was in California where it was sunny and 65 degrees and the shirts have, to you know, like the, the long cardigans have to come off and I had to like sort of be more comfortable in my body and in my skin and I couldn't didn't get there, but insanity got me there and it worked. You know, fast forward to this February on a whim, I decide to check out insanity max 30 and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm only a couple of weeks in, but my body is responding quickly to it. I can feel myself getting healthier. The workout is really fun. It suits me. It's right at my level. I can challenge myself without constantly being set up to fail. It's my favorite kind of workout. So much so that the first week I did it, I did it, you know, I did it as scheduled Monday through Friday. On Friday afternoon, I wasn't so proud of myself with how. I did on the Friday morning workout. I kind of felt like I had phoned it in. I just independently went and did it again that Friday afternoon because I legit wanted to. And I was thinking to myself, like, just at the end of week one, and again, like, I'm not even all the way in. I haven't even finished the first month of the program yet, but I have done enough weeks in a row of, wow, this really doesn't suck. And wow, my body still likes it and is still responding to it. Why? The hell did I let myself be so miserable for the two months or two and a half to three months that I did insanity at the beginning of last year? Why was me not liking it, not reason enough to stop and try something new? Why did I tell myself a story that like, well, you gained all this weight, so now it has to be this hard? Why did I go there? Why did I create that narrative that like it was somehow like weight gain had to come with punishment when that had never really been my story before? I'd always successfully gained weight by finding fitness programs that I independently enjoyed doing by myself until I found my gym and then really enjoyed doing it with my best friend and, you know, being surrounded by a community. But I, you know, I look back at the like the... (laughs) the beginning of last year. And I'm like, you made yourself miserable for no freaking reason when you could have just kept looking. So I had that moment. And then I got to tell you about this other thing. And I hope the story and the analogy makes sense as I tell it. So you're going to have to bear with me. So my husband and I just moved to a new apartment complex at the end of January. And it has in the parking lot, these, um, you know, the parking gates, right? That you need your little clicker to let the gate open up um, so that not anybody can just drive through and, you know, park and use the lot. So consistently, now we've only been here a couple of weeks, so I'm just getting used to the place. But consistently, when I am leaving the parking area, there are cars waiting on the opposite side as if they're waiting for me to leave so that they can be let in. And I decided, or I thought, or I assumed it was a security risk. So I call the leasing office to say, hey, am I supposed to call and and see, like, if I see people who are just kind of lingering at the gate waiting to come in, like, is this a security hazard? And without, like, dropping a beat, the leasing agency goes, the leasing agent goes, oh, no, 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 no. Those are people who don't want to pay the $30 for the clicker, so they just wait for somebody to leave like my jaw it was like jaw to the floor and I was like what the actual like people will actually waste how many minutes of time every single day waiting to get home until somebody leaves for thirty freaking dollars I I couldn't get over it. I you know I, I just I couldn't figure out a, a world in th- that, that made sense, especially when you get your thirty dollars back when you close out the apartment and you give them their clicker back. And I know that money is tight or whatever, but it's one of those things that I'm like, if you can afford to live here, like for the cost of like a dinner out, like don't get takeout one week or don't go to the movies one week or like, you know, if you're, you know, paying for your own apartment, like I hope you have a spare $30. Like, you know, I I hope that doesn't sound judgmental or elitist because I, I don't intend it to be because I simply could not get over the fact that people didn't want to spend the $30 so for the lifetime of their lease and how long these people live there, are they doing it for a year? Are they doing it for a six-month lease? Is has Do some people do this for years over $30? I have no idea. But as I was <laughs> getting off the phone, shaking my head, I was thinking, well, how many business owners do I know that do that exact same thing? And how often have I myself done that? And I started to think about that. As I, you know, I'm reworking um, my website and doing some new things and, um, you know, putting out my brand in a new way, I've been doing all of these images, um, these graphics for my social media profiles through Canva, through, you know, all of these things, and I suck At all of it. I don't have a design bone in my body. I don't have a creative bone in my body. You know me. I'm the wordsmith. I'm the person who can give you the perfect words for the hardest conversation you might need to have. But I suck when it comes to creativity. Like all of my (laughs) designs are so boring. And it occurred to me, and of course it didn't occur to me until I was working on my last graphic. But that I was willing to spend all that time to do it myself rather than pay somebody who could do it better, faster, and more creatively and more eye-catching way. That our our go-to response, because I don't think I'm alone in this, our go-to response is if we can do it ourselves, we should be doing it ourselves. We make it harder because at the end of the day, I spent maybe an hour or two doing all of the different images and then trying to figure out the tech behind why the images look crystal clear in Canva and then were blurry on my social media accounts and doing all of that when I could have tossed a couple of bucks to a VA who, you know, does these things on autopilot on repeat and valued an hour of my time more. And by not making that choice, it just kind of illustrated for me that I think we have a responsibility in our personal lives and in our professional lives to do a little bit of an inventory. What are we so afraid of if we let it be easy? Is it this idea that we won't have really earned it? Is it this idea of what will people think if they see me achieve this level of success and it doesn't look like I've actually had to work that hard? Will I feel successful if I don't have to work that hard? And for me, you know, it's interesting is I always go back to my high school days. Um, and I've, I've even talked about this on the show because I think I had a teacher who talked a bunch of crap about herself and I gave the, gave the teacher what's up in one of the listener questions questions and responses I had, but my high school was so pivotal in, in building up who I am and who you hear on this show and it really taught me how to think but my high school really challenged me mathematically and in science. math and science was always so so hard for me, and unsurprisingly, none of you are going to be surprised to know that the social scientists you know, the social sciences came kind of easy to me. I could do English, I could do psychology, I could do economics, I could do those things like the back of my hand. I just intuitively understood it. I intuitively understand people. It's always been one of the gifts and the talents that I'm most grateful for. But I, when it came to math and science, in order to be at those honors level classes and high honors level classes for the social sciences, it meant I also had to be in those honors classes and high level, high achieving classes for math and science where I kind of sucked and it didn't come easy and it was super hard. And I still remember to this day that the A in a biology class always meant way more to me than an A in English, because the A in English I could do with my eyes closed and my arms tied behind my back, and I could still you know, um, pull out a really good essay in 20, 20 minutes or less. But for science, I would have to study for days and for hours, and I would need to do a set of notes, and then I would need to do a new set of notes. So this idea I created for myself, and I remember this like it was yesterday was that the A in a math and science meant more because I worked more. I think a lot of us have that programming in us, that we have to work really hard and we ignore like what we are capable of and what the weight of hard is and how hard is slowing us down. When I think about the amount of energy I put to actively swearing at Sean T three or four mornings a week while I did Insanity at the beginning of last year, compared to the way my day starts now, because I'm excited to try my like beat my best time and do my best job and loving the program and being like wow that was awesome i can't wait to do it again tomorrow like what an idiot i was like i let that go on for far too long and where did that negative angry resentful energy go How did it serve me? Did it benefit me? Sure, the weight came off. Yes, I fit into my jeans better. But did it really matter when like the whole time I was like in the morning, every day started with, oh my God, I have to go and do this now. And how many times do we allow that process of, oh my God, it has to suck right now to be a part of our regular every day because we're so afraid of it being easy. Because if it's easy, then we have to, A, appreciate a gift or talent, which sometimes can feel a little braggadocious, it can feel a little um self-important, I think, sometimes. But also, too, when it's easy, and it's a gift, and it's a talent, it exposes us to someone else's opinion that knocks us down a peg or two. But if we stay in the hustle, if we stay in the DIY lane, then we're less open to that. I also think connected to this, particularly for business owners, there is a troubling narrative that started in the online space several years ago. And that was the idea that you can build a business on a shoestring, that you don't have to be, you know, pouring tons of money and you don't need a business loan. You just need a free piece of software here and a free piece of this there and start at the beginner level of this. And you can build a six-figure business spending practically no money. First of all, it's, Crap, And not enough people are in the space talking about the fact that that's simply not true, that if you want your business to grow, you have to be willing to invest in your business. Because as you listen to this show, I'm sure all of you are like, what the hell was she doing, doing her own Canva designs? She's way better on talk shows. She's way better on podcasts. She's, you know, way better like sort of counseling and coaching people. She should be using her hours, bringing in revenue, doing that versus using her hours on a Canva image. It's Probably So obvious to you because you are on the outside looking in at my own business choice. What we have to get you to do is make it equally obvious for you and the choices that you are making and how you are spending your time and what you are willing to invest in. Because the reality is, is that the DIY mentality Can work. It does work, but it is the long ass way around that, you know, that road. And if you can take the faster route, the easier route, the more immediate route, what else do you become capable of? How else can you better serve people with your time, with your energy, and with your level of commitment? Because here's the thing, my friends, if you can get to your goal faster, you then have the ability to decide for yourself what happens next. And if you get to do that, you can decide what other things you want in your life, how else you want to impact and improve the world, how else you want to help and how else you want to serve. And why isn't that time, that ability, that opportunity more valuable and more important and worthwhile than spinning your wheels, wasting your time because you refuse to send 25 to 50 bucks to somebody who can do what you're doing in half the time, I am challenging you to choosing easy, to choose to let it be easy, even if it feels nerve wracking, even if you're afraid of it, to let it be easy. Because do you really want to be like the person on the other side of the gate who needs somebody else to leave and move on? With their lives before you are able to come home. Like, come on, people. That doesn't make any sense to any of you either, right? Like, like right. But look at the, like the analogy and look at the messaging behind that. And how often do we make that choice for ourselves? Every single gosh darn day. I'm, I'm positive of it. That we're so afraid of letting it be easy, of letting go of control of learning how to delegate something, making an investment that we hold all of this onto ourselves when if we just let it be easy, we are capable of so much more. Thank you so much for sitting with me today, thinking about what I have to say. I really enjoyed this opportunity to have this conversation. This podcast lights up my life and I am grateful for all of you who listen in and tune in. I am gonna put a request out that you send me an email or two if you have any questions. I am certainly short on them in my inbox. I would love to help you with your life or your business. Find me over at Heather at Choose to haveitall.com. Thank you so much for today. I really look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.